This is Deb. I can hear you. Great. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. Yeah, for some reason, I tried to log on as Jennifer, and it let me join a meeting, but it didn't let me you know, start it. Maybe because you're already here, Ron, or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So give like a minute. Oh, it's five. So give like a minute for people to join. All right, so um, I, it's 5.01, let's start, and maybe people will join that in or they're not, whatever happens. Is anybody interested in praying in? I'll pray soon. Okay, great. Thank you, Ron. Mother, Father, God, the I am that we are. We're grateful and we're thankful for this time together to raise our vibration, to further express our willingness and desire to fully wake up. We're so grateful for our remembering, for the joy, the peace, uh, at times even the challenge and seeing frustration, but we know where we're headed and this gives us each great comfort and we're also very glad that we can share this with everyone because we are one. Mm -hmm. And so it is. So it is. Amen. Thank you. Amen. All right. Let's get going. Any big epiphanies? Am I... There was, there's some noise. I think it might be you, Deb. I'm muted. You're muted? Oh, yeah. It's gone now. Ew. I've been my, my HVAC system. Sometimes it can make a lot of noise. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think it is you. Okay. Well, I don't want that to exclude us from, you know, sharing, though. But I just want to let you know so that when you're not sharing, you can mute or something. So is there any uh, thing you'd like to share? <laughs> so I went ahead and my blood tested again today. I'll get the results tomorrow. So it's, um, you know, it's an, it's an interesting 
journey uh, in that one side of me doesn't really want to go get it tested because what's the need for it? Uh, the other is that's still kind of the the, the, the prudent information gathering thing to do. So um, so we'll we'll see what comes out tomorrow. Um, I have every reason to believe it's going to come out as strong or stronger than it did last time. Uh, but it's um, you know it's 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 interesting because uh, I'm not really quite at the point where I can let go of all of it. You know, Jen Jennifer talked about that one particular situation where she was called by her doctor or gynecologist saying, oh, get back in here right away. And she's ignoring that. It hasn't been back to a gynecologist since, mm-hmm. uh, her doctor since. And uh, so um, I haven't quite totally cut the cord in that manner yet. Uh, so it's, uh, well, I guess I have some other reasons too. There's an, another particular physician that's going to work on some hormonal things potentially, um, and they won't do it unless I have tests at a certain level. So I guess that's kind of, a, I guess, a secondary reason to do it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'll be curious to see where it uh, what transpires tomorrow. But that's interesting. So, I mean. How many, is it like the third or fourth test, right? I, um, my, my plan is to basically get tested once a month uh, and just uh, just to keep, because when I was, when I did all my research on this, when I decided not to do the biopsy, uh, it was clear to me that there was more risk in doing the biopsy than not. Um, but what typically is an indicator of things to look at more carefully is if you have a, an increased spike in your in your testing in your in mm-hmm. your rating over a very short period of time, uh, and that's why at the end of January when I had a three point spike, that's actually a very that's a very significant spike. That's almost you know eighty percent spike. Uh, so, but that's when I decided no, I just wasn't going to go down down that path. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's, 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 uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think I do believe there's a place for medical science. Absolutely. Uh, in today's world, you know, I'm still trying to figure out exactly where that is for me. Uh, at yeah. this time. So I'm still just kind of, I guess, in an information, uh, gathering mode. Well, the reason why I asked that question is like, I'm just was wondering a difference in how you feel, how you felt at the first test, and how you progressed into feeling differently, feeling less attached to it, and feeling more comfortable—that sort of thing. Yeah, I, you know, I never really—that didn't really change a whole lot. I, I have to say, there was, there was a slight shift from the end of December to the end of January between when I was considering doing the autopsy, the biopsy. Actually, I had scheduled and canceled it, so obviously I was a little conflicted at that point in time. And then at the end of January, I said, no, I'm just sticking, sticking with my belief system. So there was a, um, I guess, just a solidification, shall we say. But I was never awake, worried, or fearful, or, mm. um, or anything like that. So there wasn't a, I, I can't say there was a big shift, Carly. Um, some, a little bit, but not a big shift. And as far as f- physically feeling, this is somewhat, this isn't something that you really physically feel, uh, right. generally speaking, I think, for most people. 
Well, I just know that for myself, I've noticed that things come up to help me shift and learn around it, right? And I just was curious how that, how that, if you felt that that was your the case for you, or. Oh, de- definitely. Uh, you know, at the end of January, that was um, that was a. I think somewhat of a defining moment of me really sticking to my beliefs. Uh, so I think that was that was that was, uh, that was a small one. That was probably the big one. I think for me, because um, all the evidence would have pointed to going the opposite direction, at least in the group culture consciousness that we have as well as PSA. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's um, I'm sure there's little things here and there that I'm still picking up around the edges as I'm, as I'm going, going through this. So, you know, when I, you know, when I pray now, I don't pray for healing. I, I, I uh, well, I actually do so, but I, I first, I, I'm grateful and thankful for the healing that's taken place. Uh, and then I say, if there's any additional healing, I'm open and interested uh, in that too. So you know, I've definitely changed uh, changed my verbiage. Mm. Cool. Well, it's good to see you, Dave. <laughs> I just I just hear you. Who was on the phone? Let me just a minute. That's me on the phone because I can't figure out how to get the audio on my computer to work. Oh, I see. <laughs> you sound good. Sounds sounds sound good this way. Who's the other person on? That's that. It's her. That's, that's the phone. That's the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, phone. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But Deb was a great, great help in all this because you know, just being. Kind of intuitive uh, uh, nurse. I had no idea really what her background was. I knew it was somewhat in that area, but really didn't know. Uh, it was really, really, really helpful. So thank you, my friend. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And I'll add in at this point. That's when I feel vulnerable when somebody says something like that. I don't know what that's about, and it's, I'm grateful you're saying it because it's bringing up stuff for healing. But Would you want to elaborate on that? What do you mean you feel vulnerable? I mean, like you feel... I don't know. I feel... Um, I don't know what it's about. I just... I noticed it the last time when he first mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, whenever that was, and it just I feel awkward. I'm very grateful for our connection and that it's important and that I could offer that. It's just when somebody acknowledges my work or my, I don't even know what it is, my ability, it's awkward. I think that's, I think there's a, a, a good number. I think there's, different personality profiles or characteristics that people have. I can relate to what you're saying, Deb. It's kind of like I was never taught as a young child at all by my family on how to accept a compliment. Right. You know, to just to calmly look somebody else in the eye and smile and say, well, thank you. Because uh, you're allowing them, you're giving them the gift of, of 
of feeling the thankfulness and recognition. Uh, yeah, I'd always turn away, and, you know, and, and you know, as, as I got older, uh, I would, um, you know, kind of downplay, oh, that wasn't really anything, or, you know, or, or say something else was kind of deflective, uh, because I think, in, at least, I, I was def- definitely not brought up um, in, you know, it's, what's one of my mantras is, uh, I'm the perfect giver and receiver of love. It's that receiving part of love, I think that at least for some of us, is much more difficult uh, than the giving. Yeah. It's, like, it's, that, it's that namaste part of being honored. Or, you know, if you're familiar with that namaste. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm a big namaste person. It's, I can give it way easier than receive it, although I've really worked on receiving and I've done the, I've learned how to do the thank you. I'm not always so good at looking directly at the person. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because it's helpful. Reminders, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm. And just uh, awareness, thank you. I'll listen to that class again today. I want to listen to it, but that's one thing that Jennifer mentioned to me because about receiving, about learning to receive more, praying for for the expansion and right, whatever, openness and receiving. And um, and I was contemplating that. And I, I think the issues around conce- receiving is it's, it's a little bit, you have a little bit less control, right, than giving, right? Do you think that, does that resonate for you? Oh, yeah, I can relate to them. You know. I think that's part of it. I mean, for me, it was just never, I was always, you know, it, it was... Openly acknowledging that I had accomplished something or was part of something that where there was accomplishment, uh, part of it because of my doing, was, I think, almost considered, um, at least in my simple thinking at that point in time, as being conceited uh, or being um, braggadocious, almost in a sense. Um, So... um, yeah, I just think it was something one of those, those deep, deep-seated things. I think as much as control, it was if you know, I don't know. I don't know. It was just, it was just, just something that just was not uh, not taken because we've all seen it when, when someone's been paid a compliment. You, you know that the way they've taken it is to some degree, yeah, patting themselves on the back, you know, you know, great for me. I like being the hero. Um, as opposed to, well, I'm grateful. You know, isn't, isn't, isn't that great? You know, we're, we're all in this together, and I'm, I'm glad. Um, many people in the past have been um, very instrumental in um, being good and supportive of, of me, and I'm glad I had the opportunity to do that with you. 
Mm -hmm. God, I wish I had known how to do that four years ago. Yeah, yeah I think, <clears throat> I don't remember any kind of praise growing up. So it wasn't a part of, it was normal. I shouldn't say any, but it was not common within our family, you know, for, I don't think either one of I'm trying to even think of a time when, you know, it was for big things, like when I got graduated from nursing school, that was like a big celebration, graduating from high school, those kinds of things you got acknowledged for, but not mm. things sort of day-to-day -day or, you know. So it was just is awkward. And I think, um, I have another thought. Lost it. It'll come back. Yeah, for me, my experience was different. I had a fair amount of positive affirmation growing up. Um, I was just kind of a go-getter, leader type. And president of my class, we had four years in high school, and the big athlete on campus. Very small. I was a medium to large fish in a very small pond. Uh, you know, if I'd have gone to a school with a big pond, you know, I'd just been one of the other guys, probably. Um, but I, I just didn't know how to take a compliment. And I think people actually thought I was kind of stuck up because I didn't know what to say when they would say, you know, great game or, or whatever. You know. uh, it just wasn't something that I knew really what to do. That started me on the whole path. That started me on the whole path of I, I, I recognized from probably from at least ten ten on uh, that I really got my my identity was tied up in my performance because I knew how to perform. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, um, you know, it didn't really leave me very integrated as related to my own inner self and being comfortable just in my own skin. You put me on a basketball court, put a ball in my hand, do something like that. I was great. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I mean, in, in, in a number of other situations, but not, uh, you know, there, there, was, there was many others. Probably just actually used to being alone. Uh, I was alone by myself. I always wanted to be going out and doing things. Just actually just being alone and doing nothing it was uh, probably one of the bigger things for me to, to deal with. That is interesting when you talk about basketball because I've been a fairly athletic person in my life and I, you know, not a big, not a lot of sports and everything, but net, I mean, so it's interesting now with um what appears to be happening with the ataxia right it really is not it's given me an opportunity to let go of my attachment i don't know that i have totally to um the physical side i don't be able to do things like that you know it's given me a big opportunity to 
to look at that and see what's important and where my attachments are and stuff. And so it's interesting, like, what, what do I let go of? And then what do I want to energize? It's, it's been a real um, interesting, interesting journey, I guess, so far. <laughs> Not done. Not done. When did you first start having the symptoms? Uh, well, it's been, it's, I don't know, it's, I, they say I've had it all, my, they say it's genetic, I've, I've, I've had it all my life, but um, I noticed it probably in 2000, as something was starting to be different, in uh, like 2011, and that may be why I broke my legs in 2009. I fell off a ladder. So it could have been starting then, but I had no idea. I mean, look, I mean, I don't know. Like, do we look at the, the, the what actually appears to be happening? Or, I mean, it's kind of interesting because it's all in our mind, right? Our mind is, is manifesting this. It's so what do we look at the the mind I mean it's it's a question you, well you look what? at both though right the mind manifests but when it reaches the physical it's in the physical too it's just that it manifested from the mind so the, the this is my understanding the physical is for me many times has been a wake-up call. Pay attention. I'm trying to get your attention. I'm coming all the way down into the physical to get your attention. Mm -hmm. You can look out in those other layers, the emotional, the mental, you know, even the spiritual, to see what's out of balance, what's asking for attention. I think it's created in the mind but I don't even know if I think it's just created in the mind. I know that's what we talk about. I go round and round with this in my head because yeah. our emotions affect things. Yeah, I, you know, to, to me, it's I do absolutely believe the, the mind and the last place it shows up is, is in the body. But I, I'm open to and, and do generally consider that maybe the path that I chose before I incarnated or my higher Holy Spirit self has a much better path for me. It's going to have much greater influence on others and much greater learning for me in this lifetime that looks very different, that may include a physical limitation. Because um, I don't know what anything is for. So I, 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 I do, I, I do stay open to that. That's why in my, my prayers about healing, it's that this is for my highest and best good, yes, but if it's not, and that's my path, then I'm going to love that path, uh, whatever it is. Just kind of the attitude I'm, 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 I'm trying to take. So, because I, I just think there's an element there. Because I, I just know of too many situations where people who appeared to be handicapped or otherwise had so much more of a powerful impact on so many more people because of 
what they did with what they had uh, than if they had not had to encounter that at all. Yeah, it's that that it might be in our contract to experience it. Yeah, again, it may be the high, our highest learning. Yeah, sure, okay. Can I coast along and maybe have to come back a few more times and have an easier go of learning? <laughs> okay. I'm more like, okay, bring it on. No, no, I want the fastest path. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> oh, careful. You know. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've learned not to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I knocked on wood. I did. <laughs> Hmm. In the body mind place, they talk about even looking at what's going on a year, two years, three years in the cancer research with body mind. They talk about looking at what happened one, two, three years before. That that often something happens to help create the pattern. You know. I can see that reflectively with other things besides cancer in my life and have with other people. But I have found that when I'm willing to just let go and do what I need to take care of myself, that's when things got better for me. But when you're in it, ugh. Easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I'm. I'm. I'm not that I'm conflicted, but I can see two two different paths to travel down. So, I mean, if I go into the world of form. You know, um, which I tend to want to do, right? It's because the military, the military gave me anthrax shots, right? For, for, for I guess prevention of anthrax, something. And it's a series of six shots, and I didn't have any symptoms before then, and then I had after that. So I can, I can, my mind can go there can go there and try to correlate it. And then there's another thing, like, then, then I know I've, I've, I've done this, not I've done it, but I've given this like a gift. I feel like this is a gift that I'm not quite fully unwrapping yet, right? That um, for me to learn, because the, the whole thing is, is balance issues. That you talked, you said when you said that word, when you something about and Deb, when you said you got balance, and I go, and that word just stood out to me. Balance. It's all about balance, you know. So, um, I know sometimes people do things in the world of form to like, um, I. Peter and Emos, I don't know what, he was in prior years maybe, but he went to, he had cancer and he went to a doctor and they removed some tumor and it's like shifted his life, right? But in the world of form, something happened in the world of form that, that like, 
whether he shifted because of it or it helped his shifting, right? And so I guess that's what I'm pondering, is that if all, everything is in the mind, um, trying to decide whether, you know, what do I do? I just work in the mind or I ask myself, ask my higher self what would be the most helpful, you know, because today we talked about in class, Jennifer said yoga would be a good thing. And now that seems to be very form-like a thing to do, yet yoga is very in the mind too. It's, it's, it has stuff to do with opening your chakras and stuff, working the chakras, right? I don't really know much about it. Mm-hmm. You can, moving around the chi, same thing with acupuncture and working with um, other elements. And I do, I think, I think one of the things that Deb's really helped me with is have the physical manifestation of these things. And I think what I heard her say earlier was, you know, once it showed up in the physical, it's in the physical. So it's not like, you know, the, the, you change your mind. Is it just all of a sudden leave the physical just like that? Probably not. Maybe, but probably not. So you still have to work through that 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 uh, physical outflowing, uh, and it can be that you know you, you geez, just not moving. It's stuck someplace in one of your chakras. So I did a lot of chakra work uh, over the last uh, two months as part of uh, you know as part of my my regime because I truly did believe that that I know that the cause is not physical. Um, so I was trying to get to wherever the cause was, whether it was in the mind or whether it's something vibrationally that wasn't right. Uh, I was reading in the seven sacred flames. Um, uh, Deb encouraged me to read that chapter six on the golden flame. So I've been reading the last couple of nights and very clear in that, 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 you know, you're misthinking or other things take the, the electrons and actually, misalign them so they are they are now um working in a way that's it's called counterclockwise as opposed to clockwise that 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 then can potentially have a variety of different types of results and just by straightening out my thinking does that mean they're automatically going to move clockwise and then everything in my body is just going to be healed just like that um probably Probably not. I think it's a process. I think you can still get there. I think you can still heal. And in some cases, I think you can transcend that totally. But I would think, generally speaking, it's still going to be a process. And a lot of people that I've heard and talked about their healing stories, their healing, it took a while. I mean, it took a number of years. Um, who was it that, uh, I always forget her name, which she, she started the Church of uh, Christian Science, um, Mary Baker Eddy. Mary, Mary Baker Eddy, because didn't she have polio or something like that? And it took her like two years. I mean, she she made up her mind that she could not be sick, um, and it, but it took two years of her, of her of staying in that mindset for that switch to flip, I guess. We were a lot of this yeah, I- You passed the 50%, then you kind of you know, you, you get, you know, you've overcome gravity and you, you've launched off the ground into, into space, shall we say, kind of sort of.
Yeah, Carlo. What were you saying? Go ahead. I was yeah. going to ask you, what does medicine say? What does medicine they just say it's genetic, or do they say it's related to your nervous system, or what do they say? Oh, yeah. I go to the VA, so they're just, I really feel very fortunate in a way, because since I ha did the VA, that they say there's no medication for this. And so it's my, it, it sounds really awful, this is the way <laughs> I probably need to shift my thinking around this, how I put this. Because words are very powerful. That's why I told you, Ron, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, I hear myself that my, my cerebellum, this is what I'm telling them. This is, this is what I need to shift, all right? This is what I'm going to say it one way, the way I, the, the way I say it that I think is not helpful. And that's that my cerebellum is dying. It's atrophying, it basically. It's like little. It's like little, little specks in this MRI, little black specks in my cerebellum, and they say it's atrophying. So, but the good thing is, is that since I have the VA, they say there's nothing they can do for me, and it's like so. I know it's actually perfect because they said there's nothing they can do for me. So that's like given me all the power. So it's like this is the perfect illness for me to work with my mind, right? Because normally I'd be like they'd be like saying, Oh, you have to do this, you have to take this medic and I don't want to take medications. I I want to work in my mind, but I'm I know I'm really resisting it. It's something and what, what do they call it? What is the condition that they, they say it is? Well, it's it, the reason why I say it's genetic is because my niece has it, and my nephew has it, and my sister had it, and two of my sister, both my sisters have it. You know. And what's, it, what's, what's it called? What, what's it's it called? called? It's called spinocerebellum ataxia. Okay. Thank you. But there's so many ataxias that manifest differently. So that's what my niece has. They didn't actually genetically test me. I didn't want to be tested. And I didn't want to be told what I, what's wrong with me. <laughs> I didn't want to be. So I'm just going off of my niece, which has the same symptoms, right? So your genetic test was, you didn't do a genetic test then? No. Yeah. So you so here's the thought, though, even with that, we have, just because we have the gene doesn't mean it has to be turned on. And if it's turned on, I don't know that we know yet, really, from a scientific standpoint, if it can be turned off. But certainly, because you have a gene wouldn't mean that you're going to have it, you know. The reason I asked you what the what they named it was because it can help you look at what chakras to look at. So cerebellum is up here, right? It's, it's a so either brow or crown related, and I don't know without looking it up. But so to look at those areas, 
from a body-mind standpoint. Well, I don't have your number, but I'd be open to talking if you're interested, because I really, it's not that, I'm really interested in, in getting more information about the mind aspect of it, the connection with my mind and what I can do within myself, because I've given the, the, the medical, the establishment a lot of power, right, all my life. And I'm really interested in shifting that and taking not, you know, I've given away the power and I'm interested in taking that responsibility back. And talking to the VA, it's not going to help me if I'm talking to the VA. Yeah. See, from what I, the stories I hear about the VA is that you have got to be totally always advocating for yourself and empowering yourself even to get an appointment sometimes. So it's interesting. It's I think it's a really great challenge that I've given myself, right? That's it's going to help me this this i really know this seeming whatever it is 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 for my good right it is for my good somehow and for me to learn and grow from it so my my i think my dilemma is how do i do that you know well, so I, I know can i what? ask you a question can i ask you a question so that if I say to you, what am I supposed to learn from this? What are you supposed to learn from this? How are you supposed to grow from this? What, what comes up? What's the answer? Well, initially I did ask myself that question. And what I heard was this is the ultimate forgiveness opportunity. This, I mean, this is like the most powerful forgiveness up to forgive my the higher self, the I am presence. I mean, whether or not it was done to me or whatever, to forgive myself if I believe that, you know, I did things in my thinking, um, to forgive like my actions, my if I, you know, my movement every day, all day long, if I'm doing stuff, it seems to show up a lot and so each each time my thought comes into my mind oh it's a, it's this right and so that's a, like another opportunity it's like a dozens of times a day to let that go right and to forgive myself when i don't and everything it's just ultimate that's what I got. It's like the ultimate forgiveness that, but, and so when I learn that more fully, then I won't need it, you know? Where, where, where were you at spiritually back in 2010, 2011? Were you on your spiritual? Uh, no, I mean, I was somewhere on it, I guess, but I was at the, I mean, I learned about Jennifer years later, like four years ago. 
and a couple years after that. So it was, there's zero, zero, there's like zero spiritual growth at that time. I mean, were you interested in spiritual things even at that time or not particularly? Okay. I was interested in, in growth, personal growth, but spiritual aspect of it, I didn't even contemplate that. I didn't even I didn't imagine it whenever I first started with Jennifer, which I don't know why, because she prays in and out of every friggin' thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like I, I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's another thing. I just gotta, you know. Let it go, right? And I don't know. It's just really amazing. I, I so I know I. I just, it's I don't know. It's just amazing. Yeah. I find it interesting that <clears throat> you mentioned that you correlate it with when you got the anthrax vaccine. That's when you noticed that you started having more symptoms or that's when you became aware of the symptoms? No, I never even thought of that until like a month ago. I'm like trying to correlate it with something. But the anthrax vaccine, it wasn't a one-time vaccine. It was a, it was a two-year vaccine. It's like you take it once. He gave you one, and you take another one a week later, and then it's like a, then it's a month later, and it's like three months later, and it's like, so it's a two-year process, two or more year process. But, you know, it's just my mind trying to find a reason. So I don't have to, I can blame somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, or it could be, Holy Spirit giving you information of something that turned on the gene. And if that's the case, then there are energetic energy medicine things that could identify that and help turn that off. And yeah, you still work in the invisible, you still work with prayer, you still work with forgiveness so that you can you could you can go deeper with that. But it doesn't mean that you can't do something in the world of farm to help turn off whatever might have been turned on or not. I don't know. I'm just having a conversation with Clinton and Steve, you know. Well, it's interesting. I'm I'm starting to get uncomfortable. Not that I'm comfortable you're asking me. I think I'm starting to get uncomfortable because I feel like I've been a focus for like a, a, a while here. And... And this is an MLC2 community call. And, um, you know, I guess this is a great practice for me. I, I don't know. I just don't know. I just was ex going to express what I'm noticing coming up for me, that, I, that I'm not actually part of MLC3, right? And so... Um, this is a good receiving opportunity. Yeah. We yeah. are glad yeah. to have you part of our community, Carla. That's right. We are. And I'm finding it helpful because it's making, it's giving me the opportunity to reflect back on some of my healing experiences, personal healing experiences. 
Like what? Well, in, I don't know, 96, I can't remember, I can't, too much happens to remember the year, but at some point, <clears throat> I was getting sick all the, every time I turned around, and I got to the point where I couldn't walk a block without mm -hmm. extreme fatigue, and uh you know, I'm in healthcare, so I'm thinking there should be a reason, right? <laughs> and I'm going searching for it, and uh, nobody could seem to give me any kind of answers. And then uh, I started having a lot of pain. One thing led to another, and I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Probably had some fatigue, but never went down that road to get a second diagnosis because I was so aggravated with the first. So, because at the time they told me the same thing. There's nothing we can really do other than they wanted to give me a med that was a antidepressant, but was helpful with pain. So that's the thinking. And I wasn't going to do that because I thought there's a reason that this is happening. Mm -hmm. So, I was madder than the hornet for a year with the diagnosis that medicine had given me when I asked for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wanted to know what was wrong, you know. But I didn't want one that was a syndrome that they didn't hardly know anything about. <laughs> or that they couldn't do anything about. That's where I'm relating. And, um, I mean, literally, I was angry for a year and did nothing. I go see the acupuncturist who helped support me to open up to being willing to just even a little bit explore <laughs> that I might have this <laughs> and what this is about. And uh, it took me a year to, to surrender to being willing to look at it from a physical level. So that may be why I'm, I don't intend to push. It's not my no. intention. I'm but, yeah. Um, it is helpful to get down to that level and get support on the physical. I found it helpful to get the support on the physical so I could get relief, whatever, because I had pain. I couldn't sleep. Couldn't walk. Everything I used to do, I couldn't do anymore. And uh, it was part of my body-mind healing. So when I hear you talk about where do I work, you know, work wherever you, wherever it's speaking to you, it's Holy Spirit, it's your body, it's all one. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What do we think? Well, you work in the medical establishment, but you're doing the healing touch, which is kind of energetic, right? So yeah, did this, I really did, did this thing kind of impel you to look into, to broaden your, your thinking and to kind of integrate that into your... I was already in holistic focus. I was mm -hmm. probably working my certification when I got that diagnosis. 
without pulling out my resume and looking at the time and things, I can't tell you that. Mm -hmm. I've looked at it, but I can't recall it. And uh, so I already, that was also why I was so angry. What? I'm doing all this healing work and you're giving me this diagnosis that nobody can tell me anything about. I was just livid. That tends to be where I go, livid. <laughs> so. so I'm getting from talking to both of you about you're, but we're all have in our own ways. We've all had some physical challenge or something, and uh, and uh, is to really. I don't. I, I'm really, really noticing from your questions you're asking me that I don't think I'm really delving into those on my own. You know. Um. Hmm. That's interesting. I really, so I'm really grateful for this conversation. That's uh, helped me to see that. Yeah. Mm. And I think it needs further investigation, like journaling or talking about it. You know, I think sometimes that um, that our body needs a certain amount of support before our mind can really get to where it really needs to be. There's almost a certain kind of clearing. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's it's it's just it's supportive. It kind of opens up um, the channels to get better better flow. So while Yes, healing is of the mind. There's still, to, to get to that point, it's kind of almost, almost like A Course in Miracles. A Course in Miracles attracts you because of its intellectual uh, explanations and the mind training, but then it tells you, oh, by the way, uh, forget about these words and forget about the intellectual. It's all about feeling and experience. So, you know, uh, this is to help you transcend away from reading anything like this going forward or at some point in the future. So it's, uh, it's almost like a transcending step. Well, and I think, you know, we talk about in Masterful Living, what we're doing to do the spiritual practice, to do the prayer, to do the, you know, those kinds of things. That's a spiritual practice. Prayer is energy medicine. So other energy medicines affect the whole just like spiritual prayer affects the whole, whether that's acupuncture. Flowers, NAEC, or healing touch, or Reiki, or you know the other ten thousand names that are for energy medicine now. <clears throat> so it's whatever helps us move forward. Mm -hmm. The greater standing of the truth of who we are, and I, it, it's good to investigate. But at the same time, I spent years saying why, 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 wanting to put all the pieces in the puzzle when the biggest piece that I needed was to just surrender and just be present to whatever showed up. So it's that paradox, you know, it's that paradox of when to hold on, when to let go, because we talk about, too, the deep desire in the heart, and to me that's 
spiritual, but it's emotional too. It's that what are you feeling? What gives you the juice? What gives you the happy juice? What gives you the joy juice? What gives you the compassion juice? You know, that's the feeling realm. So it's not just all mine. I or it's all hooked together. I don't know how to say that. So I love these discussions. It helps me language something that's challenging. Hmm. I think that's surrender that that's very very um because in a way what comes to me is surrender surrender to what right surrender what so surrender what is and what is what is all there is what is all there is and all all we can be right and that's surrendering to love because you said ron it's helpful sometimes to support the body so the mind can shift. And so what are we, how are we supporting it? Whether it seems like it's a pill, whatever, whatever, how, acupuncture or, or Reiki or something, that's really love, right? We're supporting with kindness. We're supporting with compassion and understanding, right? Hmm. Well, Carl, I've shared, I've shared this with you too a number of times that um, I know I have a dead maybe maybe not so much with Carla, but that one paragraph in uh, the Seven Sacred Flames, I, I, I keep forgetting it's page 111, 112, 113, 114, somewhere in there, uh, about, you know, letting go of all expectations and... Um, and judgments about how about of myself and others and how life should be unfolding for me and just recognizing the true divinity, remembering, acknowledging, uh, embracing the true divinity of who I am and then accepting uh, the grand journey of letting life unfold and transform in front of my eyes and deep joy and gratitude. So it's, you know, sometimes I wonder if it's, if, if, actually focusing on and, and, and understanding who I truly am from a, a divine um, facet of God is as or more important than doing any work with specific healing bowls or chakras or anything like that, because to me that's kind of the overriding thing. And then I just decide to play with it and try a bunch of other things and not take any of it too seriously, uh, but just, just more play with it. Uh, and just see what resonated. Um, so, uh, and there's, there's a few things that have definitely resonated more than others. I'm sure everyone's experience is going to be a little bit different, but uh, I guess I would suggest, at least based on my experience, that maybe pick out a number of things and, and play with it uh, and just see, see what resonates with you. Hmm. Remember to laugh. 
Yes. Oh, there, there, there's, there's a book. There's a book about this uh, where this producer in, uh, in Hollywood was diagnosed until he was only to live for six months incurable disease. Norman Cousins. Um, and he, wouldn't re- he refused to believe what, what medical science was saying, so he just went on his own path. And I'm not exactly sure how, how he came about it. He started watching comedies every day. He would, he, would, he would at least be in a humorous state of mind four hours a day, something like that. And a year later, he was totally cured. Totally cured. Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you. Thank so you so much. Start watching Lucille Ball in the comedies. <laughs> <laughs> I turned off my cable, so yeah. I guess I can do internet. There you go. Sure, absolutely. But we have like four minutes left. I'm really grateful for this opportunity to talk <laughs> and to share and to, you know, just have some feedback about stuff that I was kind of not struggling with, but contemplating, you know, how do I do stuff, right? And um, I'm grateful for that. Thank you so much. And given the opportunity to be uncomfortable <laughs> and to let it go. And not to, just to mention it and to not identify with it, just to let it go. So um, thank you so much. Um, so I want to make sure if there's any, if there's any like other um prayer requests or intentions or a burning desire that you want to speak about? Is we have a couple minutes left to do that? Deb and I are prayer partners, so it's, it's kind of tough because we've already been talking about kind of what we're focusing on. For me, <laughs> for, for me this week, it's uh, the golden flame, working on the golden flame uh, every day. Is that the sixth ray or the ray. first? Six. Uh, the uh, right. resurrection ray. Something percolating in this call, and I don't know even quite, but I would like prayers for whatever's percolating, trying to come up. It's tied in with that feeling vulnerable when being praised, and it's tied in with it me moving forward into more into my work, which is doing sort of what I did with Partly at least on that day. There's something connected that I'm not quite aware of that needs to be healed. So I would just ask for prayers to support that to come to consciousness or be released or whatever needs to happen. Okay. Anything, any intention or uh, you want to speak, Ron? Again, just working this with the golden ray. That's kind of singular okay. purpose. Um, All right. I'm adding this week. All right. That's a good one. That's a good reminder, actually. So I think I'd want to be, I, I'm interested in support around self-forgiveness self-forgiveness and self-love it's all about the self right <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, Ron prayed in, so I can pray out. Deb, do you, are you interested in praying out? I will. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and take in a breath of love and gratitude and spirit, inviting that higher Holy Spirit self to flow into us. We're grateful for this community call, knowing that where two or three or more are gathered there, I am also. We give thanks for this connection, for the awarenesses and the healing that are coming. Grateful for those times. We offer up all that is no longer for our highest good to hold on to. We offer the Holy Spirit to be transmuted and transcended and returned only as love. And we share that expansion and that growth with everyone because we are one. Surrendering to the flow. And so it is. Amen. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow, Ron. Maybe you'll come, Dave, uh, to the book group discussion. Yeah, I'm not sure. I gotta look at tomorrow's schedule. It's I know okay. I said what was going to last week and I missed it. So. Well, okay. Well, if not, we're, you'll be there in spirit. I knew. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Take care. Bye.